0: The Sports Voice Country 103.9 WRBI welcomes you to exciting coverage of area high school basketball action. Time now for WRBI's Countdown to Tip-Off.
1: Good evening, sports fans. Terrence Arney here alongside Rob Laferré, and we are here at the Dog Pound for the Lady Bulldogs. They're set to take on the visiting Jackson Dale Eagles here in just a few moments. We want to thank you and welcome you in to countdown to tip off here on Country 103.9 WRBI. And as the. Uh, JV game comes to a close. It's the home team that gets the victory there, 33-28. Not sure, Rob, is that an indication of things to come? But it's a good start to the night for the
2: Batesville Bulldogs. Yeah, it's a good start tonight. Uh, but I really do think perhaps uh, the closeness of that ball game is an indication of what we'll get out of this varsity game tonight. It's two teams coming in varsity wise. Uh, they're both two and three on the season. They've got two really good wins under their belt on both sides. Both have fallen three times but they played really good schedule. So we'll see how these two rivals clash on pace. Paper, pretty well evened up. We'll talk about that as the pregame goes along.
1: No doubt about it. We want to thank our sponsors for making this broadcast possible Decatur County Memorial Hospital, Gehrings, Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, Great Plains Communications, Ison's Family Pizza, Bruns, Gutswiller. George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Hurt and Elko, Fleetwood, Chevrolet, Buick, SEI Fiber from Southeastern Indiana, REMC, Mary Huntington, Allstate Insurance, Margaret Mary Health, and Ivy Tech Community College. Rob, both teams now stepped out on the floor for a little pregame shoot-around, and as you mentioned, it's early in the season this time of year. You get Thanksgiving out of the way, and these teams um, are ready to kind of kick off their season and get going. Yeah, it's kind of the point
2: in the season girls basketball-wise where you start to see after that Thanksgiving break everything become a little bit more consistent. You know, early on, especially around here, we've got a lot of teams who are trying to get an identity. They're trying to get a feel of what their team makeup is. Jacksonville especially, they lost four starters from last year, so mm-hmm. they really had to kind of piece things together and they're finally starting to click. On the other side, Bates has got a lot back from a year ago, so it's been just a matter of get, getting them uh, consistent on a nightly basis. And I think that's really been the only issue for them But, again, you throw on tough schedules for both sides. I think the best is yet to come after we get out of this Thanksgiving break and head uh, towards the end of 2022.
1: Uh, Agreed. And you mentioned a key word in that, Rob, as consistency. Had an opportunity to speak with both of these head coaches earlier in the week. Um, before the holiday break, and that was a word that they too used themselves in terms of what they were looking for and expecting from their programs early in the season. Well, I think you take a look
2: at Jacksonville first since they're the visitor here tonight. Uh, They've got three really good players, Reagan Mm -hmm. Hughes, Julia Meyer, and Olivia Neal. They're two wins back-to-back. They went on a three-game losing streak to start the year. The first right. time in over 20 years yes. that they've been on a three-game losing streak mm-hmm. to start the year. But they came back and they won two in a row. The big key in that has been the fact that Neal, Hughes, and Meyer all were double-figure scorers in those two wins. So if they can keep that going, it bodes really well for Jacksonville for the rest of the year. On the Batesville side, this roster is loaded with talent. I really like this roster. I think Allison Peters is a great talent. I think Sophie Gazelle's a good, a good talent. And then you know you throw you know a Lydia Haskamp in there, a Marley Obermeyer, Emma Weiler. There's seven or eight girls. They can go pretty deep. I think it's just a matter of making that depth consistent night in and night out. We know they usually got one or two that can score the basketball. Can two or three others step up to the
1: equation? Now you talk about some of the wins for both both of these programs. As you mentioned, Jackson started off with a little bit of a struggle, but they did get on the winning track. In fact, most recently, um, able to defeat Milan 60-24. to And, Rob, if you're scoring 60 points a game, you're going to win a good share of your ball games.
2: Well, and it was finally a great night shooting the basketball for Jacksonville. You know, their first three games of the year when they fell, they were shooting under 30% from the field. So now that's starting to pick up. But they got a really good win before Milan against Oldenburg Academy. Oldenburg's going to be a really good basketball team mm-hmm. around here. Milan competed for a quarter before Jacksonville broke off. They went on a 25-2 run in the second quarter quarter so uh, you know again they're starting to fire on all cylinders and you look at the three losses they had to begin the year none of the three are bad losses no. because you mix in there a really good Greensburg team yep. and a really good South Ripley team plus a Shaw Memorial team that's much improved and we can say the same thing for Batesville when you take a look at the three losses that they have you know that last one against Seymour Seymour's 5-0 and right now and mm-hmm. they played off a, a complete 4A and 3A schedule so you know again both teams are in good spots uh, they there's still plenty to work for, and uh, I think both, even with a 2-3 and three record, have to like where they are coming off of Thanksgiving.
1: You make mention of that win against South Ripley. Uh, or, excuse me, you make mention of the Jacksonville loss to South Ripley it is actually the most recent win for this Bulldog Club. In fact, they come in um, after defeating uh, the Lady Raiders 44 39. I don't know what you could take from that, other than, as we already said, it's going to be a competitive game.
2: Yeah, you know, I got a chance to watch that Batesville South Ripley game. Batesville led South Ripley 16 to 2 after the end of the first quarter. South Ripley outscored them the rest of the way, but, the, you know, Batesville did enough early on to hang on and get the victory. It had been three years since Batesville had defeated South Ripley. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I think the parity around the county this year is very much yes. so evened out. Yes. And if that's an indication of what we're going to see, if this game tonight is a potential indication of two really good ball clubs going at it, it's going to make for a fun Ripley County tournament here in about another month or so. I more. was getting ready to say, are you forecasting, <laughs> foreshadowing
1: a, a, a matchup in the in the tournament it's later possible. on this year? It
2: is very possible. And it, it could shake out any way. We could see a South Ripley-Batesville opener. We could see a Batesville-Jackson-Dell. There's so many different different combinations right now and they're all going to make for really good basketball
1: no doubt about it got about 15 minutes before tip-off send it back to the station we come back we'll go in more in depth into the tail of the tape and talk about these two teams get you ready to go for tip-off again in about 15 minutes right here on country 103.9
3: wrbi and online at wrbiradio.com need a provider who really listens to you
0: southeastern indiana's sports voice is country 103.9
1: wrbi terrence arney here alongside rob Laferrick. countdown to tip-off rolls on and it's good run to bring these winter sports in from out of the cold football finally starting to wind down in southeastern indiana in fact earlier today you would have heard it right here on country 103.9 the east central trojans capture their third count them one two three third state championship as they defeat uh i believe it was uh new prairie new prairie i was gonna say south prairie yeah they defeat the new prairie cougars um uh final score 37-7 there um and just congratulations to uh, head coach Jake Miners and that entire East Central staff. All of those young men, um, well-deserved champions. Uh, quite the season they had, especially with the way they got to that championship game with the the, the field goal made and the blocked field goal in in, in, in uh, overtime and that you know uh, there in the waning minutes of regulation. Just an incredible season for those young men. Yeah, and I, I think even when you look at the dramatics of last
2: week in the semi-state, did that prepare them f- so well for today because they came out, they got off to a 20 nothing start, Yes, never looked back, uh, defense was really good today. That running attack that East Central brings was really good early on in the ball game to allow them that big lead. And uh, The area, though, is not done yet. Miss, no. Best of luck to Lawrenceburg tomorrow. Yes. They'll be playing the uh, same time East Central did uh, today. Class Three A state championship, uh, quite the matchup for them. Indianapolis Bishop Chatard uh, is the underdog, but that is uh, one very talented underdog, if I must say. It's not. <laughs> it's not often you see Chatard as the underdog a- in a state championship a- game. A-
1: exactly. Well said. But you, you, you know, Rob, I come away from this, regardless of what happens tomorrow with Lawrenceburg, and of course, yes, we clearly wish them the best of luck there. Uh, but regardless of what happens in that game, you come away from this weekend knowing. That the EIAC is on the map and teams around the state know you got to come through the EIAC to get a state championship. Well, and
2: I, you know I really liked what Coach Miner said a couple weeks ago when he was talking about the run. He goes, "It just tells you how good Southeastern Indiana football is." Yep. It doesn't matter, you know. The EIAC is the cream of the crop, but you know you even look away at a, at a North Decatur who yes. made that Final Four run. Yes, Milan who's always in there. I mean, there is just some really good football programs around here. I know this area is always going to be known for the basketball. Right. Football starting to make a case of overturning
1: uh, what really is the prime sport in the area. And speaking of basketball, which is why we are here tonight, we appreciate you indulging us talking about a little football because, quite honestly, the whole area is just... Um, bubbling over with excitement from what's been going yes. on here the past couple of months you mentioned North Decatur of course not to leave them out of the mix At you know we go in you go into sem- semi-state with three teams in your area yes. contending for a state title uh, when you're so used to those names being the Carmel's and the cathedrals and, and then all of a sudden you, you look up and you're talking about Lawrenceburg East Central yep. North Decatur it's just a bit amazing
2: yeah it, it's really cool and you know I've got a lot of friends that from college that live in Indianapolis and you know they graduated from From those Ben Davises in the Westfields and all that, and you know, I got a message yesterday from a buddy during the Thanksgiving holiday, and he goes, "Hey, aren't these teams from where you live at?" (laughs) I'm like, "Hey, we we can be pretty talented, so, but no, it's really cool to to kind of see uh, the uh, the not so everyday teams making the runs and starting to see our area just really flourish uh, in the sport of football.
1: No doubt about it. We may have more for that for uh, for you later on in the broadcast, maybe around halftime. Don't. Don't uh, hold me to it, but more importantly, let's get into the tail of the tape of tonight's affair. The Jacksonville Eagles, as we've mentioned, coming in two and two, excuse me, two and three on the season, just like the Bulldogs are. Coach Scott Smith. In his 22nd year at Jacksondale, 387-136. to 136. And in uh, his first season as head coach uh, for the Bulldogs, Mitchell Taylor. And of course, 2-3 and three in his young coaching career here. Um, at the last outing, as we mentioned, Jacksondale defeated Milan 60-24. Batesville also coming off a win. They get past South Ripley 44-39. And then that, in this young season... That South Ripley uh, Raider team is the only common foe on both teams' record. Batesville gets the win. Jacksondale fell on a close one to that same Lady Raider team. Uh, if you go back, uh, Rob, and we look at the history of this over the past 20 years, it's Dale with the narrow edge, 1914, and again, the tilt is towards Jacksondale's way, and in fact, just last year, Jacksondale Got the better of the Lady Dogs 55-48 almost a year ago to the day. And according to the John Harrell predictor, though, he's predicting a Lady Bulldog victory 52-43.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think there's gonna be a close ball game tonight. I think just based off experience, you have to go with Batesville as a favor because they do have the most coming back from a year ago. Both these teams uh, played a couple close ball games last season, and uh, between the regular season, I believe the Ripley County tournament as well. But, <laughs> right. you know, I, I just think right now Batesville's in a little bit better of a spot. But Jacksonville, we mentioned already, is starting to gel. They've got two or three players that are really talented. If they can click at the same time, you know, don't put them out of the equation of getting a victory. I think this is going to be a back and forth affair. I think if one team starts out well tonight, I think the other has potential to come back and yes. make a run. It could be a game of runs tonight. We'll
1: just have to see how this one plays out. No doubt about that as the crowd continues to trickle in here at the Dog Pound. Um, a good home crowd thus far and Jacksonville. Looks like they've traveled fairly well as they continue to fill their seats across the way. Got them out seven minutes Till tip-off, we'll send it back to the station, let you hear from our sponsors. When we come back, more on uh, the pregame show. Thanks for joining us for Countdown to Tip-Off on Country 103.9 WRBI and on the free tuning app on your smartphone. Search WRBI
2: Live and work at high speed with Great Plains Communications. We have the reliable fiber-driven solutions to fit the expanding needs of your home or business, including internet, streaming video, security, managed Wi-Fi, voice, and more. Sign up today and experience the difference that comes from working with a local provider with over a century of experience serving homes and businesses in Indiana and beyond. Log on to gpcom.com to learn more. Speeds and service availability may vary. Other restrictions and limitations
0: may apply southeastern indiana's sports voice is country 103.9 wrbi
1: terrence arney alongside rob LaFerry. right here for you on countdown to tip off as we continue in our pre-game show it's the bulldogs cheer section out on the floor entertaining the home crowd just ahead of this tilt between the lady bulldogs and the lady eagles both coming in at two and three on the season and rob i want to focus to the sidelines a little bit uh just a few seconds ago we and we were going through the tail of the tape just an eye-popping number there in scott coach scott smith's 22nd year at the helm here with the lady eagles
2: yeah you take a look uh he's about 13 14 wins away from 400 career wins wow He's one of the all-time leaders uh, in state history in that column. But you look at the, the basis of work that he has done, I mean, just the way that he has developed a program and developed a culture at Jacksonville, mm-hmm. just to be consistently that successful. I mean, right. you look at one point up until a couple of years ago, 12 straight sectional titles. He's yep. won 16 overall. He's won four or five regionals. He's won a semi-state. They won that state title back uh, in 2016. So, uh, you know, when you talk about the all-time great head coaching in this half of the state – and in our area he's right up there at the top and he's a guy that we thought wasn't going to be coming back this year we right. thought it was the end of an era jackson dell but uh you know they decided to, to bring him back uh, for at least a couple more seasons but a former player from that state championship team, uh, is going to be in position here after two seasons, that being Lily Simon. So you know that she's learned a lot from him on how to maintain the culture, maintain the success. She'll do a terrific job. In the meantime, Coach Smith is looking to finish out very strongly here the next couple seasons.
1: Well, hats off to the administration at Jacksondale for being able to put together that type of succession plan to be able to allow Coach Smith to hand off the reins not just to anybody, But to one of their own and to a name that, that, you know, um, that is well known in the area in terms of women's basketball at Jackson Dell. I had an opportunity to sit down with both Coach Smith and uh, Coach Simons, and it was really um, a joy personally just to hear Coach use the words Coach in waiting when he introduced uh, Lily Simons and You know, just when you think about the career that she had as a player and she goes on and plays at the next level in college and to be able to come back... And she did it the right way. She, uh, Rob, she didn't come back with her hand out saying, hey, I want on the 6th. Right. She got down in the trenches and coached the 8th grade, worked her way up through youth ball, and now she has the opportunity at the varsity level.
2: Yeah, and you know, she's put the work in. You know, She's one of those people that you know some come back and, and they think maybe they're entitled to a higher position. Mm-hmm. Should they be like the varsity assistant? Should they be the varsity coach? Just because they had a great playing career, right. that doesn't mean anything. Not every player is going to make for a great head coach, but she has done things the right way. Way she has spent the summers, you know, working with Scott in terms of just, you know, learning, okay, the X's and O's, you know, how do you do this part of the program? How do you do this? It takes more than just drawing up a play anymore. You've yes. got fundraising, you've right. got summer ball, you've got so many aspects now of coaching, and she has learned about all of them. So she's put in that time, she's put in that work, and I think you know, just being a former player, knowing the program the way she does, knowing what it takes to win a state championship. That's a prime candidate for me, especially when it, you know the, the resume shows. Hey, I did this, but then I went back and I did all this before I'm trying to get up here to this top level.
1: And on the other sideline, in his very first year, head coach with the Bulldogs, Mitchell Taylor comes in. And when I spoke with Coach Taylor, Rob, he used words like culture, um, um, consistency, and and talked about. Uh, big picture for this program, he wasn't just focused on one game, one night. I like the fact that he was looking at things from a thirty-five thousand square foot, and it kind of made kind of made me say, you know what, good job Batesville, you got the right one.
2: Yeah, and I really like what Mitchell's trying to do here. You know, he's been a guy that you know played basketball at Batesville, and on that boys' side, we know how big of a culture Batesville boys' basketball yes, is. Yes, on the girls' side. You know, they've had some really good teams in years past, yep. but I don't think we have seen a consistent Batesville girls basketball culture in the last few years. Right. He has the opportunity to come in and make that happen. What I really like about Mitchell is he's focused on that, but he also is well aware of what he's got this year and in the years to come. Yes. A really good youth girls basketball program. The middle school level is extremely talented. So he is starting to put the pieces in place, not just to have success with his varsity program this year, but success for the next five, six, seven years—that's what it takes to build up a
1: culture. Yes, and and it's it is so funny that that you mentioned that because any of the coaches that I've talked to in regards to basketball, particularly women's basketball, all of them have pointed to the successes that they've seen in recent years in the youth program and being able to start to earmark some of these young women. Uh, Rob, they're telling me as early as sixth grade. Yeah, and you, there's even some programs I know go over South Ripley.
2: It's a third and fourth grade thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're going out and they're competing, not necessarily, you know, striving for wins and losses, but they're competing. So if you've got that successful youth program in place, it, it lines you up for a better future. Those programs that don't have that right now are the programs you're starting to see around the area that are not fielding these JV teams, that do not have the numbers anymore in the program. There's These successful programs make basketball an interest from the
1: start at a yes. very young age. It translates to some very good things. Well said. Could not have said it better myself. Folks, thanks for joining us here for Countdown to Tip-Off. It is almost game time as we step away for the playing of the National Anthem. And we'll be right back with live game time action here in just a few moments on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com.
6: What the Fumella?
1: Have you tried the new Fumella,
6: a smoked mozzarella cheese from Isen's Family Pizza? It's a sister cheese to our awesome mozzarella provolone mix. Fumella is a smoky whole milk mozzarella premium cheese from Wisconsin. Available for a limited time on any of Ison's Family Pizza's made to order pizzas, hoagies, breadsticks, yum, and salads. Ison's Family Pizza, 812 933 0333, Ison's Family and downtown Batesville.
5: What the fumella!
7: We have respiratory therapists on staff that can help you rest easy. Our services include CPAP and BiPAP, the latest in oxygen technology, nebulizers, and more. Our professional staff will answer all of your questions and make you or your loved one feel at ease with whatever challenges you're faced with. Ask for us. Let our family take care of yours.
8: Hurt and Elko, your local Linux dealer, is turning 50. Hi, this is Scott Lamping. Hurt and Elko is a team-oriented company. I want to thank our entire team, past and present, for making Hurt and Elko the leading provider of electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling in southeastern Indiana. And to all of our customers from the last century, on behalf of all of us here at Hurt and Elko, we appreciate the faith you put in us, and we'll never take it for granted. Hurt and Elko, your local Linux dealer, celebrating 50 years of excellence.
0: Southeastern Indiana's sports voice is Country 103.9 WRBI.
1: Welcome in sports fans, Terrence Arney alongside Rob LaFerre. And we want to thank you for joining us for Countdown to tip off as we draw near to game time. Both teams now out on the floor preparing for the starting lineup introduction in fact i think we will do the same rob what do you have for starters this evening
2: well let's go ahead and take a look at jacksonville two and three on the season under head coach scott smith they'll run three guards and two forwards at one guard a 5'8 sophomore number 14 kelsey borgman the second guard a 5'5 sophomore number 20 sophia sullivan the third guard a 5'8 junior number 24 reagan hughes At one forward, a 5'10 junior, number 22, Julia Meyer. And the second forward, a 5'9 senior, number 40, Olivia Neal. Again, starting lineup for the Lady Eagles will be Borgman and Sullivan along with Hughes at the guard spots. The forwards are Meyer and Neal. The starting lineup for Batesville under first-year head coach Mitchell Taylor, two and three in his first season. They will run two guards and three forwards. At one guard, a 5'2 senior, number four, Emma Weiler. The second guard, a 5'7 sophomore, number 24, Marley Obermeyer. At one forward, a 5'10 sophomore, number 23, Sophie Gazelle. The second forward, a 5'9 sophomore, number 40, Allison Peters. And the third forward, a 5'11 sophomore, number 44, Lydia Haskamp. Outside of one senior, it's an all-sophomore lineup for Batesville. Wyler, the lone senior, is at guard. Obermeyer, Gazelle, Peters, and Haskamp, all sophomores for the young, lady dogs.
1: Okay, Rob, we're almost ready to go. Home crowd are standing on their feet, and you know, it's just really good to see basketball here at the Dogtown. Of course, you, we had that COVID-ridden season that just really interfered with uh, a lot of the winter sports, basketball suffering the most from that. And then they are able to come back, and this would be the year that you would be, quote-unquote, full strength. So it's just really good to see some of the familiar faces, all of these Batesville alums that are in here tonight. And this is just a regular game. This isn't like a alumni night or anything like no. that. But as I look out across the crowd, um, some of the uh, some of the home faithfuls, if you would, that you see a lot of times at some of these bulldog games. And it's just the first matchup between these two teams this weekend. We got boys basketball same matchup tomorrow night. That's right. That's right. A, a double header, if you would, this weekend. Ladies taking the center stage here tonight, and it'll be the young men on tomorrow night, and Rob, you and I will be there. Yes, we will. So all the pregame preliminary, preliminaries out of the way, ready to jump it off in the center circle. It'll be Allison Peters jumping for the Lady Dogs and for Jackson Dale. Julia Meyer, Dogs will get the advantage. And they'll bring it In to the front court does Weiler. Weiler now shades to the right, back up top. Skips it back across the court for Gazelle. Now on the near wing, Obermeyer, cross-court pass all the way across back to Gazelle. Overmeyer again, and she couldn't decide, Rob, if she wanted to dribble or shoot. That indecision made her travel. Well, Jacksonville opening up in a 2-3 zone defense to start out, but right
2: now looking more like a 2-1-2. I think it caught Batesville off guard a little bit. Mm -hmm. Turnovers can be a big factor tonight. Both of them coming in, averaging 16 turnovers per game.
1: Hughes handling the ball, bringing it up court for the Lady Eagles. And then just an unforced error there is... They were trying to get a little motion weave going up top, look like, and perhaps a miscommunication. That one goes out of bounds. And Emma Weiler will bring it back across the timeline for the Dogs. Weiler on the near side goes down in the corner for Obermeyer. This time Obermeyer makes a decision, puts it on the floor, skips it across the lane. And a two-point shot from Haskamp. It won't go, but the Bulldogs get the offensive board. They'll reload, try it again. This time, Haskamp takes one dribble, then moves up and under. Two-point baskets, good for the first baskets of the game. Full-court pressure, Rob, from the Bulldogs.
2: Haven't uh, seen this. Jacksonville hasn't seen a ton of it yet this year, but Bates threw a flash that they
1: did against South Ripley last week. Lady Eagles, though, able to handle it with precision passes. Gets it down inside. Two-point shot for Neal. No good. Bulldogs back the other way. Wilder on the wing. Thought about a three. Skips it all the way across in and out of the hands of Overmeyer. Couldn't handle the hot pass.
2: Two two quick turnovers for Batesville. Now they're going to go back and they're going to play
1: defensively. A little bit of man-to-man. Hughes looks over to Coach Smith. Understands what he wants to have happen, and they put it into motion. At the top, Key Boardman to Neal. Neal now drops it to Meyer. Baseline drive, shot up, no good. Gets her own rebound, still trying. And this time, when Meyer goes up, she is fouled and she'll be shooting too. Jacksonville typically a
2: pretty good free throw shooting team, but just 56% as a team this year. Foul on Jacksonville, or a foul on Batesville rather, goes on Obermeyer, her first team's first.
1: That first free throw is pure. She's got another coming. I was interested, Rob, in this matchup between Haskamp and Neal. Thought it had the potential to be a good one, something to keep an eye on. Some big bodies out on the floor underneath. Yeah, the one thing I've noticed, though, and it looks like that
2: Jackson Bellson and go to a little bit of a trap now, but Haskam's been more inside than what Neal's been so far in the first couple minutes.
1: Bulldogs working around from the left side, trying to come back right as Weiler goes inside for Peters. Peters takes a move, then goes up to the basket. Shot no good. Rebound. Down to the Lady Eagles. Eagles off and running. Down the lane goes Julie Meyer. Kicks it out. One foot inside the three. Too strong. And a quick break here for the dogs. Running the floor was Allison Peters, and she will benefit with a two-point basket. Four-two. The score. Now they go back to the full-court press. Right?
2: Looks like maybe it's going to be something if they, if Jacksonville or Bates will rather miss,es they'll fall back the man. If they right. make, they'll
1: go full full-court full pressure. It makes sense. Definitely. Definitely gives them a chance to get their defense set if they do, yes. if they go with that, and they don't have to worry so much about the transition defense. Yeah, and you'll see a lot of teams,
2: especially at the varsity level, do that. They'll, they'll run one after a miss, a one run after a make. Typically, for a lot of teams, that's you know you're playing, you maybe a man to man on a miss, and you're on zone, you're playing zone
1: on a make. Hughes up top. thought she was gonna shoot it instead. She hands it off to Boardman. Boardman tried to go inside for Neil, and there she was, was Haskamp with a steal. Step right in front of that pass, and on the other end, letting a three-ball fly Sophie Gazelle with her first baskets, and it's a big one.
2: Really big one. Uh, first points off of turnovers for Batesville tonight, too.
1: Neil from outside, as you mentioned, not underneath. She says anything you can do, I can do, too, as she
2: drains a three. First point tonight for Olivia Neil. You like to see her inside, but she's got that
1: capability of stretching herself out. Bulldogs with Weiler going back inside. That's where Peters has been doing a lot of work. The hoop, the harm, a little 40-on-40 crime as Neil gets called on the foul. She wears number 40, but it was Allison Peters, number 40, who got the two-point basket. So foul goes against Olivia Neal, her first and the
2: team's first. Peters is really good. She's a versatile player. She's athletic. She can make herself available inside, but she can stretch the floor if she has to. Free throw is on the
1: way, and it's good. And the thing, too, about Peters, I was noticed right away, boy, she's got some decent footwork around the basket. She does, and for a post player, that's all really what matters for them. And look at the Eagles now with crisp passes. They quickly get it back down the floor and then leaves room for Hughes to make a run down the right-hand lane, side of the lane, and lay it in for two. Hughes, first two points of the game. Going with a baseline drive is Hazkamp. She gets tangled up. No, they're going to call her for steps, perhaps? Yeah, they're going to call her for a
2: travel. And what you want on that baseline trap is you want either a bad pass thrown or for the ball handler to try and make a move, and she did and just took a shuffle before trying to go to the
1: bucket. Boy, these Eagles pinpoint passes. have is all but destroyed. The Bulldogs press. They continue to apply defensive pressure, but... Jackson Dale seems to be just one step quicker with the pass. See who that
2: Batesville foul gets whistled on. I believe it's going to get called against Allison Peters. That'll be her
1: first and the team's third. A simple side out, non-shooting foul. Meyer doing a little dance with Peters, trying to get around. Peters, though, offering resistance. Meyer's going to have to give it up to Hughes. Hughes goes in, comes back out. And looks like an inverted 3-2 zone there for a second. Peter sells out for a steal. No good. Myers goes around and lays it in 4-2. Nice handles there by Myers. Bulldogs quickly back the other way. Gazelle. Cross-court pass. A little much to handle, but able to regather was Gazelle and Another two-point basket for Sophie. She's got five. Peters has got five.
2: Batesville has been able to put up seven shots so far here in the first quarter. Done a really nice job.
1: Myers tried to go through two defenders. Not going to happen. Giselle comes up with the steal. Weiler fakes the three, goes inside. All alone was Haskamp. That might have been a little bit outside her range where she's comfortable. That shot doesn't draw iron.
2: Well, the way she shot it just looked really awkward. I think it was one of those she hesitated and threw it up anyway.
1: Right. Hughes, meanwhile, brings it back up for the Lady Eagles. And it seems the length that the uh, Lady Dogs can put up front, Rob, is creating a little difficulty and a little indecision
2: for the Lady Eagles. But right now, Jacksonville's being smart because, yes, Batesville's doing a really good job of extending out Jacksonville's offense. But... Lady Eagles are being patient. Got, well, got rushed the last couple possessions, and it really hurt them. And
1: speaking of patience, Sullivan taking her time working back and forth at top, Trying to go inside now. Leaves it for Meyer. 132. That's what's left here in this first. 12-9, Lady Dogs on top, And now Meyer has a pass inside for Hughes, and Hughes runs into the trees. And it was Sophie Gazelle. Got a block on that one. And it was a clean block. Out of bounds. And Lady Eagles will bring it in from there. Underneath the basket. They got to hurry. They do get it in to Neal. Heiner's now getting some minutes for the first time for Coach Smith. Three ball from... The near wing, Julie Meyer drains all three of those. Big shot there to tie this game up at 12 with under a minute now in the first. She's got seven here in the first quarter. Oh, she's really starting to warm things up as the dogs go all the way around the arc, a cross course pass. And then once again, we've seen it. Marley Obermeyer, once she gets that pass, she hesitates to think about a shot or a drive. And each time, that hesitation has got a call for a trap. Well, she's got in her head that she
2: wants to move. Unfortunately, the legs aren't picking up uh, the brain's uh, decision. <laughs>
1: it's led to that shuffle. Under 35 seconds here now. Hughes up top. Hughes has been relatively quiet, happy to let Meyer do most of the work so far. Typically, these Lady Eagles go the way Hughes will go as Hughes goes, but... Meyer's been doing all the heavy lifting. Good job defensively for Batesville.
2: They forced a five-second violation. Lady Bulldogs were not going to let them uh, hold one out for one. They were going to put pressure on. I would imagine Jacksonville
1: defensively about to do the same. Yeah, it looked like the Lady Eagles were clearly going to have an opportunity at the last shot to perhaps take the lead. But instead, the good defense from the Bulldogs, Changes that fortune, and now they will have an opportunity for the final shot. Two seconds, a three ball coming from Gazelle. They drew it up nicely, Rob, but the execution wasn't quite there. Couldn't make the basket. So after one, we're right where we started, all tied up at 12. Lady, women's basketball right here on the Sports Voice, country 103.9 at WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com.
0: Southeastern Indiana's sports voice is Country 103.9 WRBI.
1: WRBI's presentation of girls' high school basketball brought to you this evening by Decatur County Memorial Hospital, Garings, Batesville, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Great Plains Communications. Terrence Arnie alongside Rob LaFerry here at the Dog Pound. We're all tied up. Bulldogs 12, Lady Eagles 12.
2: Yeah, pretty well evened up so far. Uh, You take a look at the shooting numbers. Jacksonville, 4 of 8 for 50%. They're 2 of 2 from the three-point line. Batesville is 5 of 10 for 50%, 4 of 8 from inside the arc. Turnovers are pretty well evened up. Uh, Rebounding, Jacksonville, a slight edge 5 to 2. A couple big stats, though, of no. Jacksonville, 4 points in the paint, 7 second-chance
1: points there in the first frame. So we get things started here in the second quarter. Jackson Dales-Hughes right down the lane. She's been offensive-minded to start this one. And she draws the foul.
2: So Hughes will shoot, shoot. Foul's going to go against Emma Weiler. That is her first and the team's fourth. Hughes is that guard that you have on the perimeter with that capability to drive. You're able with your other players to set Meyer up, Hughes, a real go-getter. She struggled at times last year early on, but mm-hmm. came on as of late, trying to make it a lot more consistent here this season.
1: Good on her first and second free throw. Gives her squad a two-point lead, 14-12. Eagles' first lead of the afternoon of the evening. Bulldogs now trying to get into their offense. Good defensive pressure now from. The Eagles, Weiler from the far end of the floor, comes back up top on her hip. Gazelle has the ball, gives it up. Almost stolen, and Weiler finally is going to let one of those three balls fly off the back iron rebound. Another miss, another rebound, and this time, Peters cleaning it up.
2: Peters now with seven first-second chance points for Batesville tonight and their first offensive rebounds.
1: Baseline drive from Steele gets in really close. Almost goes down, but doesn't. And in this brief lull in the action, we pause 10 seconds for station identification.
0: The Sports Voice. Country 103.9 WRBI. Batesville. Greensburg. Versailles. Brookville.
1: Oh, and just like that, Obermeyer gets loose (laughs) over the corner. She drains a three. Bulldogs take a 17-14 lead. It's been a back-and-forth affair, but I think that's what we thought we'd see.
2: Yeah, defense, though, uh, starting to really heat up for Batesville. They forced a five-second violation late in the first quarter, now forced a 10-second. And, again, it's all been a matter of Batesville's perimeter players doing a really good job extending out Jacksonville's offense.
1: For a deputy... Going to quickly bring it up the floor. They worked the ball all the way around the arc, calling for it. Inside was Peters, but then she sent it outside as they try to play a little inside-outside basketball. The shot's no good, and we've got a foul. Reach in on. It's going to be Obermeyer, that's going to
2: be her second. Oh, yeah. Team's fifth, so that's going to bring in for Batesville, Ava
1: Hansen to come in for her. Rob, well, this is the first game of the season that I've seen these Lady Bulldogs play, but something that you alluded to in uh, the pregame, they've got some shooters and some talent out here on the floor. Yeah, they do, and right
2: now they're in play some zone. They're going to go 3-2. They're bringing the top player on the zone all the way
1: out to yes. half court. And that is definitely... Influencing some of Dale's decisions in terms of where to go with the ball. It does, and I think it also says for Batesville how athletic this team
2: is because I know from coaching-wise, you know, if you don't have a team that's athletic, mm-hmm. you have to pack that zone in. But they're, you know, able to afford extending out a play or two because they're so quick to reach out
1: to spots. Three ball on the way from Steele. No good. Rebound down to the dogs. They're off and running. Trying to bring it up the floor. Number 21, Ava Hansen, and she is fouled from behind. So that breaks up the fast break. And it'll be side out for the Lady Dogs. Going to be
2: a foul against Sophia Sullivan. That is her first. You're going to see Batesville bring in uh, Claire Saner and Olivia Neal back in for Jackson Dell.
1: Meanwhile, Ava Hansen checks out for the Lady Dogs. 5.39, that's what's on the clock here in the first half. 17-14. For the dogs, another missed three, but they quickly hustle to the offensive board, working it around the arc. Deputy. Deputy hands off to Haskamp, then back up top now for Giselle. They dump it down low, then back outside this time. Haskamp, three ball, no good. Bounced all around the rim, thought it was going to fall. Camp tried to save that one, but, excuse me, Peters rather, tried to save that one, but it's going to be last touched by the dogs. Jacksonville
2: ball after the turnover. Compliment Batesville's defense, but, you know, you could equally compliment Jacksonville's defense right now. They keep switching out of that 2-3 zone. They'll go to the 2-1-2 half-court trap. Mm-hmm. It's paying off. Batesville's got no inside looks, and they're only 2-7 from the field here in the second
1: quarter. Baseline drive for Hughes up and over. That one misses, but a rebound. Going to give Meyer an opportunity. Meyer goes hard to the hold but she's going to be fouling her way. Shot won't go, but she'll be at the line to shoot two.
2: Seven points in the first quarter for Julia Meyer. Now bad news for Batesville. Lydia Haskam just picked up her second foul, team six.
1: So that will definitely be a story here in the first half. For a minute, it looked like the game was going to play pretty clean. Not a lot of whistles early on, but this business is definitely picked up here.
2: Got Obermeyer with two fouls. Now you've got Haskamp with two fouls.
1: And good on the free throws. 17-15 now. 4.50 left in the half. Bulldogs going to walk it up this time. And now they're going to tr- bring some pressure and try to trap Create some turnovers, jumping in these passing lanes. That one going to be tipped out of bounds. Julia Meyer for the Lady Eagles. So they're going to bring it back across the timeline. They got to be careful. They finally get it back on the the right side of things. Do the dogs. Shot from the outside. A three-wall shot. No good. But going to the line, Cora Deputy to
2: shoot three free throws. Kelsey Boardman whistled for the foul. That's going to be her first, team's third. Bailing out Batesville there, Mm -hmm. who has struggled shooting here in the second
1: quarter. First one, no good. Hits the back iron. Bounces straight up. Looked like it could have came back down through the net. It did not. Second shot on the way, and it's true. And you know, Coach... Scott Smith cringed when he saw that fouling a three point shoot. Yeah, that's uh, one of those
2: evil sins of basketball, I guess you could say. <laughs> right.
1: Now make some substitutions as Deputy still has one more free throw to go. Halfway down and back out, one of three on the trip, but because of. Uh, no one actually wanted to grab that rebound. Last touch by the Eagles. Dogs maintain possession here. Weiler has it up top. He's going to move it around for Deputy. And then down in the near corner for Saner Back to Deputy Weiler. All the way around now for Giselle. Back up top. Just working around the arc, run. Going back
2: to that 2-3 zone. This is what Jacksonville wants Hill to do. They want to force him to take those outside shots. It's not a strong suit, and there's a turnover Lady Bulldogs. Brazil with the
1: pass picked off by Meyer. Meyer gives it up for Heiners. And now Boardman to Hughes. Hughes is up top, looking for a little room to work here. Goes to her right, back to her left. Goes inside, high off the backboard. No good rebound deputy pushing the pace nice pass saved by peters inside out the three ball won't go but getting the rebound was Sainer. and then we've got a timeout on the floor for the lady dogs we will take a timeout as well 327 left in the first half 18 15 dogs on top on country 103.9 wrbi and online at WRBIRadio.com
10: Southeastern Indiana REMC is now offering high-speed fiber internet to its members. Choose from the basic plus or premium residential packages with speeds from 100 megabits per second to 1 gig. Prices range from $64.95 to $109.95 per month. And there are no data caps. Get the connectivity speed you need at a price you can afford. Visit SEIREMC.com or call 800 737 4111 to check your address eligibility and sign up for service today. SEI Fiber, connecting
0: at the speed of light. Southeastern Indiana's sports voice is Country 103.9 WRBI.
1: WRBI's presentation of Girls High School Basketball brought to you in part by Ison's Family Pizza, Prime's Wheeler, Georgia's Pharmacy, and Medical Equipment. 3.23 left here in the first half. Bulldogs have the ball in a three-point lead. Working things around the arc. Go down in the corner. Deputy kind of have to fight for this one. Scrum on the floor. Eagles come away clean. Borgman finds... Uh, I believe that was Meyer out on the wing in a, I think you call that a granny shot. I'm not sure what you call that. Maybe
2: an early Christmas present. Hit, De- a, hit a Black Friday special on that one.
1: Definitely a circus shot nonetheless, but it's good. Draws the Eagles within one, with one toe on the line. A three ball coming from Giselle, who's gone cold. No good there. And. The- Outlet pass up ahead, looking for Meyer, just too strong. Off her fingertips, can't save it. So another unforced error. 18-17, Lady Dogs clinging to the one-point lead with 2.40 left in the first half. A little extended pressure here for Jackson Dell.
2: Batesville's offense is all out of whack. They have thrown up so many three-point shots here in this second quarter, and they've only made one of them. They're now one of seven.
1: And there was another miss. one, as you said that. That one from Claire Sainer from the far corner, and just. But again, as you mentioned, though, that's what that's what Jacksonville wants to do defensively is force these ill-advised shots.
2: Yeah, I and mean, you know you've got a couple capable three-point shooters for Batesville. Wyler being one of them. Gazelle's able to extend out and shoot, but that's not going to be Batesville's mo this year. Their their mo is going to be to get that ball inside and then kick out. And you see Neil there uh, after the foul hits her first free throw. She's got four points tonight. Batesville has allowed a lot of free throw attempts here from Jacksonville in the second quarter, now up to five.
1: First shot tied the game at 18. The second shot from Neil good, gives Jacksonville their second lead. 19-18. And some token pressure slowed the dogs down briefly, but they still got the ball inside. And it was Peters doing some dirty work, cleaned up the boards on her own miss and put it back up, got the shot to go, and was fouled.
2: That's where Batesville needs to be going.
1: Yeah, when you look at the height that they've got, the height advantage they've got on this team, you would expect them to work a lot more inside than they have been. You're right. Three-point play completed as Peters gets the free throw to fall. Ten points for Peters in the first half, and Jacksonville with another
2: turnover now. Batesville's got Jacksonville sped up the last couple possessions, mm-hmm. and that's going to force Scott Smith to make a substitution. Sophia Sullivan coming back in is going to replace Kelsey Borgman.
1: Two ten on the clock, 21-19.
2: Defense has done the dirty work for Jackson Dell. You want to be able to go back inside. If you're Batesville, you've got to be able to have your guard speed up and push the basketball up. Do not let Jackson Dell get set up in this defense.
1: Weiler and and Deputy work together, swinging it back and forth to get it across the timeline. They go down into the low post. Had a shot, didn't take it. No. Weiler finds Corey, Deputy, now in the corner. Three ball off the front of the rim. Rebound to Giselle. Giselle and she makes a pretty move to the basket, lays it in with the left hand, 23-19. And the Lady Bulldogs are living off of offensive rebounds. Block shot inside as Sophia Sullivan, who just checked in the game, what a way to acclimate to the game, a huge block. And then on the ensuing scrum for the loose ball, a loose ball foul called against the Bulldogs will put Hughes on the line. Cora Deputy with the foul, her first team's eighth. First free throw, no good. Again, Hughes seems defensively was part of the Lady Dogs game plan. Hughes has been quiet so far. 23 20 with a minute. 24 left to go. Weiler on the far wings, is going to send it up top for Deputy. Deputy working it around, finds Sainer, back up top. Weiler now down in the corner. Peters is going to get it to Sainer, and Sainer just one taps it back to uh, Deputy. Sainer has it again now. Dribble drive, spins, goes into the trees all out of control. They're going to get her for the travel there. What Batesville really needs to do, once
2: Jacksondale's back in the zone, they got to find some way to run someone through as a cutter. Yes. And you would think right now that might be Gazelle. She's playing the middle of that zone offense. Work the triangle. Try and get yourself open either the high post or the low post. And then make that kick out for the open shot if you have it.
1: 2-3 zone now from the dogs, Keeping the Eagles at bay for the time being. Hughes. Back onto the near side, Heiner. Back to Hughes, to Meyer. Hughes, Heiner. Heiner caught O'Neill maybe sleeping. O'Neill wasn't ready for the pass, but it was pinpoint accurate. It's going to go out of bounds. I think she was expecting that pass to go to the wing. Instead, it was a cross
2: court, and it just fell off the left hand. So, O'Neal with a rare mistake, three turnovers now in the
1: quarter for Jackson Dell. They collapse. Do the Eagles on Weiler. Almost gets it away from her. Weiler outsized on that one. Tried to throw over the top. And the pass is deflected. Goes out of bounds. Last touched by Weiler. I know one thing we have not
2: seen this first half. We have not seen any transition. There's no no fast break. Both defenses have done a great job of getting back. Scott Smith wants a timeout with 8.6 seconds left to probably drop one final play before halftime.
1: We'll keep it right here. Don't want you to miss these last eight sections, eight seconds, excuse me, of the half. But we will thank our sponsors again, Hurt and Elko, Fleetwood, Chevrolet Buick, SEI Fiber from Southeastern Indiana, R. E. M. C. And Rob, you indicated during countdown to tip-off that you thought this was going to be played. Uh, tightly and a uh, well-contested game, and that's what we've seen through two qu- through two quarters. Yeah, I, I don't think we've seen anything real
2: clean offensively. No. But it's been because of defense. It's not because the offense is really
1: all that bad. Right. But the defenses have been really impressive here in the first half. Yeah, the, the Eagles have shown a, a measure of athleticism to be able to stay in front of the Batesville shooters. And on the flip side, the Bulldogs, with their length, They've been able to create problems getting into passing lanes themselves. Oh, she's oh. the line. Oh, goodness. And another unforced turnover. But if you're Scott Smith's club, you say to yourself, we can clean this up. You know, Absolutely. Now Batesville can get the final say. Six seconds. They go baseline. Not a nice move there. This time, Peters... Doesn't settle for the three-point shot. Puts her head down. Puts the ball on the floor. Able to get the last two points of the half. 25-20. Bulldogs lead it by five on Country 103.9 at WRBI and on your smartphone using the free tuning app. Search WRBI.
11: Managing diabetes can be a daily challenge, but the more educated you are, the better off you'll be. At Margaret Mary Health, their diabetes program is led by registered nurses and dietitians who are committed to teaching you how to manage your diabetes more easily. Taking care of yourself is key to avoiding complications in the future. To learn more, visit Margaret Mary Health online at mmhealth.org or call 812-933-5000. That's 933-5000.
7: Ivy Tech Community College has your game plan for a winning future. From short-term certificates to associate degrees, Ivy Tech offers more than 30 programs in high-wage, high-demand careers, including advanced manufacturing, business, healthcare, and information technology. Flexible class options, frozen tuition, career coaching, and employer connections are all offered at the Lawrenceburg and Batesville locations. For more information, email r11express at ivytech.edu.
4: Whirlpool and Gehrings, 316 North Main, Batesville.
5: Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep is a proud sponsor of local athletics. I'm Michelle Galk, and at Batesville Chrysler, we value this community and the relationships we've built with our customers. As your hometown car dealer, we understand the importance of staying connected to the community. We commend all our student-athletes and their hard work and dedication. That's why we're proud to sponsor local sports coverage so that fans can stay connected no matter where we are. Remember, you can buy a car anywhere, but when you buy at Facebook Chrysler Dodge Jeep, we can all work together to support the future of this great community.
0: This is the Halftime Show from 103.9 WRBI. Now, let's take a look at game stats and area scores.
1: It is halftime here at the Dog Pound. Terrence Arney along with Rob LaFerry, and the Bulldogs have a five-point advantage over the visiting Lady Eagles, 25-20 through two.
2: Yeah, take a look at the first half numbers for this one. Dell had a lead briefly late in the second quarter. Batesville, though, closes out strong. It was Batesville and JCD tied up at 12 after one, but Bulldogs finished out on a run and outscored Jacksondale. in the second frame for the 25-20 advantage. The individual numbers for both of these teams, first for Jackson Dell, Julia Meyer has 10 points as she leads the way for the Lady Eagles. Reagan Hughes has five, and also Olivia Neal has five. That's the big three we talked about there in the pregame show. They are 2-0 in all three score in double figures. For Batesville individually, what a first half for Allison Peters finally getting back in the mix there late in the second quarter. She has 12 points to lead all scorers tonight. You got seven points out of Sophie Gazelle, three points from Marley Obermeyer, two points from Lydia Haskamp, but both of those two sat there in the ballgame due to foul trouble. Cora Deputy also adds in one point in the first half. Taking a look at the team numbers, for both. Jackson Dell was a total of 5 of 14 from the field. Just 3 of 11 from two point range in the first half, 2 of 3 from three point range. Lady Eagles only scored one field goal in the second quarter. Free throw-wise, 8 of 10 from the charity stripe was Jackson Dell. Other team stats of note, they had 9 turnovers in the first half, 11 total rebounds, 5 of them on the offensive end. They had 4 points off of turnovers and 8 second-chance points. For Batesville, shooting-wise, they are 10 of 25 in the first half, 8 of 15 from inside the arc, but only 2 of 10 from 3-point range. They shot 5 free throws, they made 3 of them. Seven turnovers for Batesville in the first half. They had 12 rebounds, seven of them on the offensive end. Those converted to four second-chance points. Other team stats of note, five points off of Jacksonville turnovers, eight points in the paint for Batesville, most of those coming from Peters.
1: Well, we thought this was going to be a heavily contested and a closely contested matched game and I think that's what we've seen through these first two quarters neither team has really shown any level of dominance or or the ability to pull away from the other Um, although for the most part uh, the Bulldogs have led most of this game Uh, the Eagles have been able to tie it up they've actually taken a lead twice in this ball game Won uh, by two points, and I, I think I think both times they get led by two before the Bulldogs um, would erase that. But really, when you look at some of the numbers that you mentioned, Rob, in terms of the turnovers, in particular, in terms of uh, the the number of trips to the free throw line. Doesn't that really just say this is early basketball?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of early basketball. You know, you're, you're, at this point in the year, you're not going to see a lot of teams shooting their their best. Right. Uh, you're still trying to figure out how your offense is going to work out, and you use some of these early games to kind of get a to get an idea of that. But uh, you know, for me. If there's a spot where I'm saying, okay, this is midseason basketball, it's defensively. I've been so impressed with both of these teams on defense. They've done a really good job. Jackson Dell has a a forcing Batesville outside of the paint, outside of Peters being freed up. And then on the other side, what I've been impressed with for Jackson Dell has been the fact that uh, they've been able to stop the transition game. Batesville's defense has done the same. What I've liked about Batesville's defense is how well they can extend out. Even with Haskamp out of the ballgame, with some of that size taken out, Mm -hmm. they've got some really athletic arms. They've been able to move around the court very well. So uh, if defense continues to play like that, eventually one of these two teams will see its offense follow suit. I don't think by any means this game will ever be a blowout
1: tonight. I'm expecting much the same in the second half of what we saw in the first two quarters. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, uh, Just a little bit left here. Neither team. And this is in. The, this is in. Uh, tells you a little something too. Neither team has come back out onto the floor yet for uh, the uh, uh, halftime out, if you would. They're still in their respective locker rooms getting instruction. Um, so that there tells you a little something about how early it very well may be in this season. Um, we will step away briefly. Take another quick timeout come back have second half action for you here from the dog pound at the break bulldogs lead the lady eagles 25 20 on country 103.9 wrbi and online at wrbiradio.com
5: stop your stockings with savings on high-speed internet and more from great plains communications connect with friends and family near and far Stream your favorite holiday movies by the fire and shop till you drop online for those special gifts. Call 855-853-1483 or visit us online at gpcom.com slash holiday 22 to learn more about holiday offers and speeds in your area. Offer valid on residential services only through one Other limitations and restrictions may apply.
6: Cecil from Ison's Family Pizza here. Breadsticks. If you haven't tried our breadsticks, you are missing out. Our made-fresh daily breadsticks are fluffy Dunkin' Delights. Paired with our delicious cheese sauce, our house-made ranch, house-made pizza sauce, or garlic butter, we have Breadsticks Nirvana. You also got to try our new Fiesta Red Jalapeno Poppers. Sweet, heat, deliciousness. Available only at Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333. Isonsfamilypizza.com and downtown Batesville.
9: Hurt and Elko, your local Linux dealer, is 50 years
8: old. Hi, it's Scott Lamping, and we're proud to have been providing quality products, professional installation, and dependable service for residential, commercial, and farms in southeastern Indiana since 1971. Our experienced and helpful counter staff can help you do-it-yourselfers and contractors, and our experienced service technicians and installers are glad to do it for you. Hurt and Elko, celebrating 50 years of business.
0: Southeastern Indiana's sports voice is Country 103.9 WRBI.
1: Tonight's broadcast is being brought to you in part by Mary Huntington, Allstate Insurance, Margaret Mary Hill, and Ivy Tech Community College. Third quarter action now underway. Bulldogs lead the Lady Eagles 25-20. I'm Terrence Arney. He's Rob LaFerry bringing you all the action here from the Dog Pound. We made mention that their teams were slow to come out. The Eagles came out first, and they score first as Neal gets the steal, goes coast to coast, and lays it in. No one stopped the ball handler. 25-22 now. And some renewed energy, defensive energy for the Eagles as they've they get a quick steal to turn over and turn into points, and then here on the second position, they knock it out of bounds. I would imagine
2: uh, probably a lengthy animated conversation with Coach Scott Smith there at halftime. Just trying to make adjustments happen. Who makes the best adjustments at halftime comes out the winner
1: here in the second half. You are right. Deputy goes inside. Nice passing from the Bulldogs. Oh, all the way down and back out. Gets her own rebound, does kept And she's glad to be back out on the floor after some early foul trouble. And, Rob, look here. They go back to that full-court press after a made basket. But Hughes trying to put on the Jets to get out of there. Scott Smith calls a timeout. We will take one as well. 27-22, Bulldogs by five. One well, Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com.
0: Southeastern Indiana's Sports Voice is Country 103.9
1: WRBI. Basketball on the Sports Voice. Brought to you by Decatur County Memorial Hospital. Gearing's Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep. And Great Plains Communication. And we've got uh, some action out here on the floor that I'm not sure the fans are agreeing with.
2: Well, they call it turnover on Jacksonville because they said it was over and back. That ball, though, clearly tipped by Batesville. Officials do not overturn the decision, so Batesville gets the basketball back and a turnover for
1: the Lady Eagles. So, two turnovers to start off this third period one by each team and another turnover, this one due to the unforced error of travel by deputy. I believe you call that a makeup call. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to agree with you because I was. I didn't think she traveled. I'm not sure she had it long enough to. But all the same ball back to the Eagles the way we started after the half after the uh, timeout break Hughes on the near side O'Neal I mean Neil, calling for it Olivia Neil on the other side of the, just jumping up and down trying to get her attention as uh camp had Walked away from her, kind of like she is now. Well, I like
2: what Bachel's doing defensively. They're going to play a little 3 2 zone again. You put a Haskamp and Peters down low. Long arms of Gazelle up mm-hmm. top on the top of that zone. It's a turnover,
1: Jackson Bell. Weiler throws this one. Looking for Deputy, but Deputy is only 5 8, not 6 8 and she would have needed to be every bit of seven feet to get that one. That was well over her head into the second row. One, two, two. full court pressure by Batesville. Going to result in a
2: foul. Worth noting, we're not even two minutes into the third quarter. Five combined turnovers for these two
1: teams. I, no doubt hyped up on orange slices and Gatorade after halftime. And not to mention whatever these respective coaches told their team to get them into this game. And you're seeing it in terms of the energy that they're putting forth. Bad news for
2: Batesville. Haskam back out, three fouls.
1: She has not been able to stay on the floor to really find any rhythm. When she's been out there. She helps out quite a bit. Oh, yeah, she's formidable when she's on the floor. She's one of those players
2: that she does not have to score to be effective. Right. Hughes. Also worth noting, that was just now the third foul on Marley Obermeyer.
1: Hughes going to hand off to Borgman. Borgman back to Hughes. Tries to get inside the zone and does. A baseline jumper coming. And that was Heiner's. I think that's her first points? Yes. 27-24, and that was really sparked by Hughes' ability to get inside the zone. And another Eagles turnover. Fast break opportunity, just too far ahead. Borgman got out in front of her skis, so to speak, and lost the handle on that one. Bulldogs back the other way. Almost a travel that time. Quick pass down on the baseline, up and over, fighting for that rebound, and that's probably going to be. Well, I was anticipating a foul call. I was too. But instead, they call it out of bounds. Last touch by the Eagles. Really physical play there. Allison Peters and Reagan Hughes battling for that ball underneath. They throw it in up top. Just kind of lob it up. And then a reach-in foul called against
2: the Bulldogs. Already five turnovers for Batesville and... Three team fouls already. That's going to be the second on Cora Deputy and a real smart timeout there for Batesville head coach Mitchell Taylor. you got to find a way to get this team calmed down.
1: And we will take a timeout as well. 27-24 with five minutes left to go in the third. Bulldogs cling to the three-point lead on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com.
10: Southeastern Indiana REMC is now offering high-speed fiber internet to its members. Choose from the basic, plus, or premium residential packages with speeds from 100 megabits per second to 1 gig. Prices range from $64.95 to $109.95 per month, and there are no data caps. Get the connectivity speed you need at a price you can afford. Visit SEIREMC.com or call 800 737 4111 to check your address eligibility and sign up for service today. SEI Fiber, connecting
0: at the speed of light. Southeastern Indiana's sports voice is Country 103.9 WRBI.
1: Girls basketball brought to you tonight by Ice and Family Pizza, Bruns, Guts George's pharmacy and medical equipment. Terrence Arney alongside Rob Laferry here at the Dog Pound where the Bulldogs have a three-point lead here in the third. 27-24, 504 left in the third. And Rob, it's been anything but pretty after the halftime break.
2: Yeah, pretty much. The big difference has been uh, you know, Batesville had that five point lead. They're trying to hang on, but couple buckets made by Jacksonville. Dell. has had no chance to extend the margin out because five turnovers have plagued them.
1: Jacksonville has scored four points off those turnovers. And then you add insult to injury when you look at the fouls, the trouble that uh, two of the Bulldog starters have find themselves in.
2: Yeah, Marley Obermeyer's on the bench with three. Lydia Haskamp has three, and they've called another foul. This one on Allison Peters, and that's her second.
1: So after that foul, it'll... The Eagles will bring it in from not quite underneath the basket. And a five-second violation. I think that's the
2: second of that kind. Yeah, Jackson Dell's had two five-seconds and one ten-second. Five turnovers now in the quarter for Jackson Dell. Combined ten here in
1: the third. 27-24. 2-1-2 trap back out for Jackson Dell. Deputy going down in the corner. Saner, she got hung up there. She had to get rid of it. Deputy. Brings it back out on a round and a foul. A reach-in foul on Heiners, I believe. Think
2: they're actually going to get Julia Meyer, maybe? Yep, it's going to be on Julia Meyer. That's going to be her
1: second. Seems first. Non-shooting. It'll be signed out for the Lady Dogs. They go right in the post. Oh, nice-looking shot, but no good. But again, Peters gets her own rebound, puts it back up. Good for two, and she was fouled, so she'll have an opportunity for the old-fashioned three-point play.
2: Ten points in the paint now for Batesville. They've got a total of eight second-chance points. Initially on the first shot, I liked what happened because Neal slid over mm-hmm. and helped out by The bad thing was, after the shot, Neal was in no position to rebound, so Peter's able to go in for the offensive rebound. She completes that three-point
1: play. 30-24 to 24, as Reagan Hughes brings it up, hands it off to Neal. We talked about a range. That three halfway down back out. Peters with the rebound. Peters going to bring it up. Goes into the corner for Deputy. Deputy Harass has to give it up. Oh, up and under for Gazelle, but she misses everything there. Rebound down to the Eagles. Hughes, excuse me. Meyer, rather, goes inside. Her shot no good. And maybe a first fast break opportunity that we've seen there. And Peters tried a, a vigorous bounce pass to get it out on the wing and was kicked out of
2: bounds by the Eagles. Coach Taylor going to gamble here. Obermeyer's going to be back in with those three fouls. There's still 3.54 left. Jackson Dell's going to make substitution. Savannah Steele is out there. Kelsey Boardman also checks back in.
1: The thing that we won't, won't be able to answer here in this game But I just wonder what it looks like with Peters and Haskamp on the floor at the same time. I would would agree. Bulldogs with the ball working around the arc. Peters on the far wing. Going to dribble back center and hand off to Weiler. I think what Haskamp gives you again, even though she doesn't
2: score, it gives you an option underneath. Right now, it's all on Peters, but she connects again.
1: She's had herself a game. She's now got 17. Nice baseline drive from Peters. Nobody came to get her, and she just stopped, pumped, and dropped it in for two. Oh, and a nice move inside, up and under the bigs. Sophia Sullivan. Sullivan for two. 32-26. Bulldogs still in front, but the Eagles not letting them get away. Bulldogs barely get it across the timeline in time, harassing weiler peters from the corner won't resist this one wide open three spins halfway down and out rob and now the eagles are off and running
2: boy that looked good it's took a spin on the other end jackson dell shot no good but they get the offensive rebound but then a seal
1: and peters doing all the dirty work underneath both baskets another three ball from the near corner and rob they're falling back into those first half tendencies of shooting threes that aren't going to go down. Long rebounds for the Eagles. And let's see if the Eagles can turn them into points. Good pass inside. Meyer. got to be fouled on the shot.
2: And Myers will shoot, too. Yeah, good quick find uh, there for Savannah Steele out on the right wing. And now Allison Peters hmm. has three
1: fouls for Batesville. He'll afford to have her go off the floor from an offensive perspective. Hughes good on the first free throw and makes it 32-27, 228 in the third. And she's got one more shot coming as That's actually Meyer. Uh, I apologize. Thank you. Myers has one more coming as Peters checks out. She drains them both. 4-point ball game. I was going to say, if I'm
2: Jackson Dell right now, I am cranking up the pressure. By the way, Haskamp, who has three fouls, came in
1: for Peters. The aforementioned Haskamp has it. Able to pass over that trap. Goes down in the corner. Obermeier Back inside. Oh, look at that. Haskamp. You want to talk about a fine... A nice pass there. Finds Hascamp on the block. Nobody there to defend her. She lays it in. And they get tied up on the floor. Does Hughes and Obermeyer and the arrow favors the home team. Actually, it's going to be a foul against
2: Jacksonville. Oh, wow. That's going to be against Reagan Hughes, her first. Team's third. Yeah, last possession for Bates, so they were able to get it across. Now, they've got to get this in Gazelle's hands. No offense to Emma Weiler, but against that athleticism up top for Dell, it's really hard for 5-3 to see over Oh, my goodness. Gazelle does a great job after making the pass
1: and making the basket cut. Nice cut by Giselle, and she was able to reap the dividends and get that ball inside. Back the other way, Jackson Dell trying to go with the reverse layup with Sullivan, and Sullivan... Gonna, they're going to say foul. That one's going to go on Deputy as well. And that should be, yep, Deputy's third.
2: So now it's Deputy Peters, Haskamp, Obermeier And if you're
1: Coach Mitchell Taylor, the clock can't tick fast enough because if this game goes any longer, you're going to run out of players. Well, as long as, you can't, as long as
2: you don't foul here in the final 131, it's a little bit more comfortable going out in the fourth quarter with someone with three fouls. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, yes, you still have to be pretty cautious.
1: Sullivan missed the first free throw. She's got another one coming. Drains that one. It's going to make it a 36-29 ball game with a minute 31 left. And it has been the nip and tuck affair that we thought it would be. But what I, uh, Rob, what I wasn't expecting, and maybe I should have, it's really been a a showcase of good defense on both sides. Yeah, it really has
2: been. And Batesville has found a way to stay out in front despite the foul trouble and the way they've been able to find it has been through defense.
1: Another good inlet pass, all from block to block, from right to left, but could not finish the shot. That was Hanson. That was a little light. And there's your fast break as he, excuse me, Meyer. As Meyer runs the floor, I've been doing that all night. Meyer, the benefit of just a pinpoint bounce pass, caught her in stride, and she laid it in. 36-31, under a minute now in the third. A steal, a stolen steal, back the other way. Bulldogs had it. Eagles stole it, then the Bulldogs stole it back. 36 seconds left. I'm not sure they're aware of the clock. They put up a shot. No good. A three. Chasing it down is Weiler. Weiler able to save it, and now Coach Taylor gets their attention and is like, hang on. Dogs trying to hold for the final shot, and another turnover. 16 seconds left. Eagles down the floor. Hughes from the far wing. Got him. All three of those. Count them for Hughes, and that's the way you close out a quarter. Six seconds left. Weiler has it stolen. She's going to get it off in time. She does. No good, but a good heads-up play by Boardman. This game almost was going to be tied up going into the final frame instead. Bulldogs cling to a two-point lead. It's 36-34. Bulldogs on top. We've got one more quarter to go on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com.
0: Southeastern Indiana's Sports Voice is Country 103.9 WRBI
1: Girls Basketball on the Sports Voice. Brought to you in part by Hurt and Elko, Fleetwood, Chevrolet, Buick, SCI Fiber from Southeastern Indiana, R-E-M-C We've made it to the final frame. Bulldogs with a two-point lead, 36-34 but that was a back and forth Affair there in the third, Rob, and the Eagles able to do what they needed to do to get this down to a one-possession game. Yep,
2: they made the run after being down by two possessions, but it's been a game of runs. We said in the pregame we thought it had a chance to be. Now who's going to finish out with
1: the better run here in the fourth? Borgman, who almost tied this thing up in the waning seconds of the third. She brings it across the timeline, finds Hughes. Hughes goes right to the rack, being extremely offensive-minded. A scrum on the floor for a loose ball. And it's going to be a jump ball with the arrow favoring the Bulldogs. 36-34. Eagles trailed most of this game. They've had a brief lead on two occasions, both in the first half. Bulldogs get it across the timeline. Balls with Peters. Peters goes inside, finds Haskamp. And that was my point earlier about those two being on the floor. At the same time, they can do some special things together.
2: You put attention on Peters. It leaves Haskamp wide open. She's got
1: six points in the second half despite the foul trouble. And they both come together to block Meyer. And a good, friendly bounce on that shot. Hits the iron hard. Goes straight up and then straight through the net. 38-37.
2: She's even on the road and gets that friendly bounce. That doesn't (laughs) happen
1: too often. Nice pass inside, but not looking for a shot. They send it outside. Deputy for three. No good. uh, Olivia Neal comes down with it. Hands it off to Reagan Hughes and Hughes. With their heels inside the center circle on the big block B in the center of the floor. Surveys the defense, hands it off to Meyer. Meyer. Being shadowed rather tightly by Peters. Going to send it back to Borgman. Borgman makes a move to her right. Hughes is there to relief. Hughes now down the lane, kicks it out. And a foul's going to be called.
2: Guard from the weak side has to come down off that zone and dig off and help out on the drive. Instead, foul on Sophie Gazelle, her first, Team 7. Dell down by one is in the bonus for the rest of the game.
1: And that's a recipe to steal one. Hughes, good on the first free throw. That ties the game at 38. She's got another
2: shot coming. Especially considering Jacksonville shot free throws very well tonight. They have
1: only missed three. Mm. A mark of a well-coached team, and the commentator's curse causes Hughes to miss her second free throw, so we remain tied at 38. Bulldogs, Weiler. Getting some attention. They go right inside to Peters. Peters puts it on the floor. Circles the defender and able to lay that one in with the right hand. A nice move there by Allison Peters. How many has she got on the night? She take a look at her uh, 19. 19 big points. None bigger than those two. Uh, Three ball from the corner. And again, halfway down and back out. We've seen that on both rims. Neal felt like she had
2: that one. Foul's going to go against Gazelle. That'll be her second. Another one-on-one opportunity here. Obermeyer back in for
1: Batesville. And as you mentioned, the Lady Eagles shooting the rest of the way with 545. Two free throws away from double bonus the rest of the way. Meyer stands in. She gets the first one to go.
2: She's got 15 tonight now. And of the 15,
1: six have been from free throws. Yeah. that's that. When this is all said and done, that may be the story. Drains the second one, and we're all tied at 40. The third time. Excuse me, the fourth time this game has been tied tonight. Bulldogs with Weiler. Fine Deputy. Deputy. Goes around. Borgman sends it out to Peters. Peters wants none of that three. They continue to try to work it around inside. A lot of hands waving, saying, give it to me. Peters from the the free throw line. Nice dump. Dumps it inside and has it. I didn't think we were going to be able to see it tonight. I was wrong. That's what happens when you can have Peters and camp on the floor. That high-low passing that those two can do. And
2: then Jacksonville on the other end turns it over. Noah, great job with the high-low. You got Peters who flashes at the high post. Mm-hmm. And then sliding over on that same side. Peters, he makes the dump off. And. Jacksonville wants to call a timeout, it is a four.
1: We'll take a timeout as well. 42-40, Bulldogs by two here on the Sports Voice. Country 103.9 WRBI. And on your smartphone using the free TuneIn app, search WRBI
11: you took the first step and quit smoking now it's time to take the second step scheduling your lung cancer screening Margaret Mary Health offers a lung cancer screening which includes a low dose CT scan though typically covered by insurance Margaret Mary also offers a discounted rate for those whose insurance does not cover it for more information visit us online at mmhealth.org that's mmhealth.org
7: Ivy Tech Community College has your game plan for a winning future. From short-term certificates to associate degrees, Ivy Tech offers more than 30 programs in high-wage, high-demand careers, including advanced manufacturing, business, healthcare, and information technology. Flexible class options, frozen tuition, career coaching, and employer connections are all offered at the Lawrenceburg and Batesville locations. For more information, email r11express at ivytech.edu.
0: Southeastern Indiana's sports voice is Country 103.9 WRBI.
1: Girls basketball brought to you in part by Mary Huntington Allstate Insurance, Marterberry Health, Ivy Tech Community College. Fourth quarter action here at the Dog Pound. Bulldogs up on uh, the Lady Eagles only by two, and Rob in the first half. Bulldogs seem to have been that had some control, if you would, over this game, although it was close. They were able to maintain a lead led by as many as five, and that was the difference at halftime. But in these, in the third and the fourth quarter, Jacksonville has really made things uncomfortable for the Bulldogs and, in fact, have tied it up a couple of times here. now they sit... Again, the same way they ended the third. Only down one possession. Only down two points.
2: Well, I think the big thing that we look at right now: turnovers are about the same here in the second half. Jacksonville's hit two threes and free throws. Mm -hmm. Batesville has not hit a three in the second half. They've only had one free throw attempt the entire second half. So that's been a huge difference. Good timeout for Coach Taylor. Batesville's on a spot right now. You're up two. It's almost the midway mark of the second or this fourth quarter. You're trying to work the ball around. Jacksonville's defense is not going to let you do that, so you have to find some way to get that ball down low quick like they did right there with Haskamp.
1: Haskamp has it. Got to give it up, though. She drew a crowd underneath. It goes back up top to Gazelle. Gazelle now kicks it inside, tipped back to Gazelle. And that's almost like they're daring Gazelle to shoot. From the uh, straightaway three. I would just keep feeding. You've got Haskamp
2: on the right block. You've got Peters on the left block. Just keep trying to get that entry in there and then kick
1: out. You're taking time off right now. This is doing you no harm
2: whatsoever.
1: That's a good point. And they uh, do seem content working that ball from side to side. And now, as Haskamp came up, excuse me, Peters rather, came up from Hurst post position. Not a good shot. Cleared out a little bit of room, but as you mentioned, not a good shot. And the rebound goes down to the Eagles. And the Eagles, on the other hand, they get a beautiful point-blank shot, but will not go. Rebound Bulldogs, 342 now. Score remains the same, 42-40. Wilder from the right side to Deputy here on the left wing. Deputy again.
2: Jacksonville, I don't know if they're getting tired or not, but they have really backed off on that pressure up top of the zone.
1: But Hughes, able to get two hands on the ball and then a foul, reach-in foul called against Gazelle. That's her fourth? That's her third. Third, excuse me. Team's
2: nine. so final one-and-one one attempts for Batesville. I, I think what Gazelle was trying to do was trying to get the, the tie-up. Yes. Because it would be Batesville basketball, but she came from behind, so exactly. it's going to be a reach-in every time.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, going to the line for the Eagles, Reagan Hughes with her team down to 42 40. Reagan's first shot is good. She's got one more coming. And as you mentioned, this is the last free throw that they have to earn. It's two shots from here on out. Reagan makes good on both. This ballgame is tied once again,
2: Rob talk about it here in a second, but a very interesting note for Jackson Dell. Batesville breaks the pressure. They just need to go back inside again, try and drive. You do not need a three-point shot.
1: Deputy trying to avoid the trap, and they get it. to... Turn. They get her to take steps, so another turnover.
2: First turnover uh, for Batesville, the quarter, they have eight. You no, know, I was going to say for Jackson Dell? We said in the pregame, when Meyer, Hughes, and Neal are in double figures. Mm -hmm. Maitill is 2-0. They're all three in
1: double figures right now. Look at that. And a nice steal opportunity. I thought that was out on Jackson Dell.
2: I thought that Hughes had a hand
1: on it. No benefit of replay. And uh, they say it was Giselle that touched it last. So Jackson Dell able to to get that turnover and perhaps take a lead. They're in that zone, but you've got a baseline
2: cutter right now for Dell. You've got to be able to come back on it. They
1: didn't see Heiners as she was wide open. They get it to Borgman. Borgman goes back cross court for Hughes. Hughes dumps it inside for Meyer. Meyer draws a serious crowd, and it's going to be a jump ball, but I think that's going to stay. No, it's going to go to,
2: I thought go to Batesville. Well, the arrow says the arrow says Batesville, and they're going to say no,
1: it's Jacksonville basketball. That confused some coaches, some fans, and a couple of commentators. But <laughs> totally. all this, all the same, we're all good now. Stays with Jacksonville. Neil, nice turnaround jumper, no good. Rebound down to the Bulldogs. It's two seventeen left. Couldn't ask for a better shot. No good position Neal's have two or three that have been right there just will not go down and they are harassing Wyler every time she touches the ball you can understand why Wyler at just 5'2 she is the shortest player on the floor at any given time and as soon as she touches the ball the double team comes yeah it's,
2: it's just so hard to see around that double team and around those long arms now Wyler really not too many turnovers tonight She's been as quick as she can to get that ball out, but it does make things
1: difficult. They go back to Weiler from the corner. She launches a three and drains it. Emma Weiler with a huge three to give her team a three-point lead. They dump it down low for Neil. Neil once again, just right there. The ball falls off the lip of the rim. Rebound down to Weiler. Weiler somebody got to come back and help her out. Robert, she's not going to make it across the timeline. Get it across. There they get go. it across. Deputy dribbles it off the foot right to Neal. Neal hands that turnover off with a minute 24 left. Eagles down three. And a timeout's going to be called as Meyer had a full head of steam get ready to go down the right-hand side of the lane. With 1.17 left, we'll take a timeout. We'll be back with the conclusion of this game. Bulldogs 45, Eagles 42, on Country
3: 103.9 WRBI and online at wrbiradio.com. Need a provider who really listens to you? Someone you can trust and know will answer your questions? The family physicians at Decatur County Memorial Hospital promise to listen to your concerns and are committed to giving you the personal attention you deserve. To make an appointment, call 812 222 docs or request an appointment online at dcmh.net slash request decatur county memorial hospital the quality care you want close by
0: southeastern indiana's sports voice is country 103.9 wrbi
3: girls basketball
1: brought to you this evening by decatur county memorial hospital Gearings, batesville chrysler dodge jeep and great plains communications Bulldogs lead the Lady Eagles here in the fourth quarter. Just a minute 17 left on the clock. And at this point, Rob, every single possession is critical and crucial.
2: Yeah, it's going to be crucial, and Jacksonville's got the basketball. They've got a little bit more of an advantage right now, even though they're down, because even if they don't get a shot, there's right. a potential for a foul. They go to the free throw line. So there's points at stake all over for the Lady Eagles. There's
1: no reason for them to take a distance shot, just drive the lane. See if you can open up Neal. But they do take a distance shot. On launching a three was Boardman. That one off the side of the backboard. And again, they're picking on Weiler. They're not going to get it across the line this time. And oh, fo- baby, with a second to go, Weiler crosses the timeline. And then we got a foul as Peters was setting up for a baseline drive. Well, not a bad foul. That's only the second on Olivia Neal,
2: but Jackson Dell is down three with 48 seconds left. This is their disadvantage. They still got two fouls to get before you're even putting Batesville on the free throw line. 45-42.
1: They get it inbound cleanly. You've got a foul. Batesville's content. Well, will take time off. You're right. 41 seconds now. Yeah, they don't have to shoot it, do they? They can go and just weave this back and forth. Peters up top. Got a foul. Wait-
2: Jackson Bell's taking so much time away. Finally, and they're going to allow Reagan Hughes to foul her
1: second, team's fifth. And, of course, it's simply a side out because that's just their fourth team foul. But with just 25 seconds left to go, it's still a one possession ball game.
2: Now you foul again. This one will be on Heiners. That'll be
1: her first. And still two more team fouls. One more. One more, excuse me.
2: Now you put Marley Obermeyer back in. You take out Click a Deputy. Now you find it in the hands of a free throw shooter. Weiler's coming off the screen.
1: Nice oh, find. yes, underneath. Definitely was. And they go to Peters. Peters, though. Misses the bunny, but she was fouled and will shoot two with just under 20 seconds to go. She's made three free throws
2: tonight. She's got 19 points. Foul goes against Meyer. That's
1: her third. And I believe they've run that action for her earlier in the game. I seem like I remember that same play that got Peters freed up underneath the basket. She's good on the first free throw. Now it's a two-possession game. 46-42. And she drains the second one. Two big baskets from the sophomore, Allison Peters. And what a game Peters has played here tonight. There's a timeout on the floor, but with just 19 seconds left, we don't want you to miss any of the action. So we'll keep it right here. 21 points for Peter. She is now 5 of 5 from the free throw line. And with the rest of her teammates struggling from the line, or at least struggling to get to the line, let's say, those five free throws might be bigger, might be the biggest points of her point total.
2: Yeah, and, you know, you take a look at some other kind of important notes in this fourth quarter. Yeah, Bateso had three turnovers early, but... They are three of three from two-point range. They hit that big three. Yes. Jacksonville has not hit a field goal since that three-pointer made early on by Olivia Neal. So, right now, Jacksonville's one of eight from the field in the fourth quarter. That's really taken away. Now, free throw's kept in man, but we're now getting to a spot where Batesville's been able to start pulling away or at least stay out in control. But five points, 19 seconds left, a lot of different things can still happen.
1: Uh, you're so, so right. The... Lady Dogs, they've got to think about ball security and ball control. Um, again, they don't necessarily need to take another shot to win this game, but they've really got to take care of the basketball to win this game. Yeah, you got to play defense here if you foul,
2: but not in the act of shooting. Jacksonville still goes to the free throw line for two.
1: And at 47-42, with just 10 seconds left, Hughes drains a three. With nine seconds left, it's a one-possession ball game again. 47-45. And Rob, I got to bring you back to the John Harrell prediction. His prediction was 52-43. Close. <laughs> when it well, before that three, it was really looking like he was on to yep. something. But uh, Reagan Hughes, who again offensively. Except from the line, has been kind of quiet. That's a big three-pointer from her.
2: Coming in the timeout, you're discussing right now, defending the inbounds pass. You are looking for the steal. Right. But if you do not get that steal off the inbounds, you have to foul. And I would imagine, Jackson Dell, you're finding someone to put a body on Peters yep. and make anyone else right now shoot those free throws. Peters is five for five. The only other person to shoot a free throw tonight has been Deputy, and she was one of three. And
1: what's, what is Coach Mitchell Taylor telling his his girls? Don't turn the ball over.
2: You're, <laughs> the, goal, the goal right now is to get that inbounds pass in and, right. and give yourself a chance at the free throw line to knock down – at least one, to yes. make this a three-point game. Because if you get fouled, it's a one-and-one. One, yes. And they've actually added a second back on the clock, so we're at ten seconds and not nine.
1: So bringing Giselle with the inbound pass. Of course, she can move along the baseline. It goes out of bounds as Meyer jumped in there. And for a brief moment... This crowd thought that was going to go out of bounds on Batesville, but no, it's going to stay with Batesville. So what they're doing is they're setting a double screen.
2: They're allowing Peters to go off the X with Haskamp. Haskamp going one way, Peters going the X and the next, and now Batesville they throw it turns away. it
1: over. They throw it away. Looked like they were trying to get that one out into space, perhaps for Wider to run underneath and get it. And no time off the clock. It was either that or
2: they were looking for that bounce pass up ahead to Obermeyer. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that that's just not a pass you want to throw. I've thought two times now they've had Peters off that cross
1: but have not given her the basketball. So the Eagles, just what they wanted. Down two with the ball in 8.3 seconds and another timeout because, again... <laughs> You can't afford to make a mistake here. The Bulldogs just did that with that unforced turnover, and it looked like it took forever for that ball to go out of bounds as it was slowly
2: dribbling down the sideline. Jacksonville, if you're them in the timeout, you've got options. You get the inbounds pass in. Mm -hmm. For me, you're looking at Olivia Neal underneath off the inbounds. If not, you go outside and see if you can find Hughes or Meyer, those who have that ability to drive. You've got eight seconds left. If you want to get out and set up a final play, go for it. But I think that they're going to look for the quick pass underneath. If not, you go out and then try and maybe even force a foul because you get fouled, two free throws, well, two made ones tie it up. So I think Jacksonville's in a good spot to, to try a couple different things out. But if I know Scott Smith well enough, you're looking for that easy bucket underneath off the inbound.
1: Well, if I'm Mitchell Taylor, I'm putting either Peters or Haskamp on the inbound yep. pass. i got to get my girth, my height on the inbound pass to make that as difficult as possible. And then, unfortunately, you've got the tough task of choosing, do I cover Neal or do I cover Hughes? Heck, or Meyer. <laughs> They're not
2: going to guard the inbound. They're going to play a straight-up 2-3 zone here on the inbound and deny a person to come
1: underneath. They get it to Hughes. Hughes launches a three for the game off the rim and a foul. And a foul is called with 4.1 seconds. Neal will go to the line to shoot two. It's been well documented by us that the Eagles have been in the double bonus, been in the bonus for over half of this final period. The first shot, pure, it's a one-point ball game now. 4.1 seconds on the clock. Coach Taylor telling his ladies to box out for this rebound. He's anticipating a rebound. Oh, Neil says, no way. As she drains them both, this game is timed with 4.1 seconds on the clock. Full court pressure.
2: Batesville's going to have to make a pass. Get that ball to
1: Peters. She throws it long, and it gets to Peters. Peters plays it up. And fouled. And she's fouled. Oh, my goodness, Point two seconds. And the collective sigh as everybody was holding their breath. As Peters turns, and goes baseline. Fouls on
2: Kelsey Borgman. And that was an outstanding leap. Yes. Peters almost like a wide receiver on the Hail Mary. Saul she had plenty of time. The
1: dribble. Bates Hill's got the lead. With 0.2 seconds. Peters drains the first free throw. She's got another for good measure. She gets them both. Peters perfect from the line tonight shot is up off the backboard double zeros and the lady dogs hold on for a two-point victory here at home they even out their record to three and three meanwhile the eagles who played valiantly in the second half in particular they did that's
2: probably the best game early on this season that i have been able to see outstanding effort Not a lot you can say badly about defense. Both teams fought through adversity as the night went along. The ball just bounced the way it did. Great full-court throw. And you send your player up to the free throw line who had not missed a free throw all night. Yes. And Allison Peters gets the job done for you. Seven of seven from the free throw line. Dogs with the W. Scott
1: Smith's team could not keep the winning streak going. They fall to 2-4 on the young season. Dogs at even five hundred three 3-3. Three. We send it back to the station, come back to tie a bow on this one. We'll also hear from the, victor- uh, victor- excuse me, the victorious head coach, Mitchell Taylor, in just a moment. You're listening to High School Basketball on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. This is
0: the Post-Game Show on 103.9 WRBI with a look at the
1: final game stats and scores from Area Games. And welcome back, Hoop fans. Terrence Arnie here alongside Rob LaFerry, and we've got a final for you at the Dog Pound. It's the Lady Dogs getting the victory in... um, pure drama fashion 49-47 and down the stretch it got extremely interesting when it looked like the eagles were gonna steal one away with the bonus situation such that it was eagles able to draw a foul in the waning seconds they put neil on the free throw line she drains both of her free throws that ties the ball game with about 4.1 seconds left on the clock Bulldogs got an inbound this pass, and the defense from the Eagles had been so tough in that second half. They double seemed like H at everybody. But somehow, some way, a football pass down the half pass half court. Peters goes up, skies off the ladder to get this one down, puts it on the floor, drives to the basket. Looked like she was gonna end it right there. That ball falls off the lip of the rim. But she was fouled on the plane, and she goes to the line for two. Hadn't missed a free throw all night. It would be no different to close out the game. She drains both of them, and the Bulldogs get the victory. Joining us now in the booth, the victorious head coach for the Lady Bulldogs, Coach Mitchell Taylor. Coach Taylor, wow. That was an incredible finish to a ball game.
12: Yeah. uh, I already had fans asking my way up here what my blood pressure felt like. Um, It was a great game, though. I mean credit to scott smith and their team the things they do the way he prepares them uh there's a reason he's been coaching this long uh-huh. and i mean those girls have gotten better since last weekend but um it's a really solid team and i know their trajectory is only begun be going up through the rest of the year so i just want to give kudos to them for their preparation how hard they played um they didn't back down for a second we had a couple times we extend our lead to six or seven points and they got themselves right back in but i mean it was a two or three possession ball game the whole time and I thought both teams battled out really well. We just made one more play at the end. That was really it. You go into uh, the halftime break with a five point lead. Third quarter
1: looks like te- things really tightened up defensively, uh, particularly from um, the Eagles. And then after three, going into uh, the fourth quarter, it was only a two point ball game. What was your message? To your club at that point, when you saw that lead somewhat evaporate, and it was just a two-point game going into the final
12: frame. Yeah, I, I was a little upset with them. We had a really poor close to the third quarter. Uh, they could see the look at my face and just know that they've got to play better here in the fourth. Um, I just want to say, as, as far as my message, it was we had eight minutes left and mm-hmm. we're up two, right? I mean, if we just play our best eight minutes of the game, we're going to be able to find a way to win. Um, I don't know if it was our best eight, but we found a way in the end. Um, we, we made some mistakes throughout the game but we were able to recover in different ways girls to knock it down on each other and ultimately I thought you know we have some resilience and they've shown me that we had our Union County game this earlier earlier this year we got down 19-3 to 3, we came back and won that game mm-hmm. this team has a lot of resilience they want to win and um, they pick each other up when they get down so I think that's a, a real just as far as what they do for each other right. and, and wanting to play for each other um, it's one of the more um Friendlier groups I've been around. They, mm-hmm. they really want what's best for each other, and I think that's really what's gotten us on this trajectory to start, you know, winning some close games, um, picking each other up when things things don't go our way.
1: Allison Peters, just a sophomore, twenty three points on the night. She closes the game out at the free throw line. Was perfect from the charity stripe. Talk about how huge she was for you tonight.
12: Allison's a huge. I mean. You can, see, you can watch one game and know already. Allie's a huge piece for us. I mean, she really makes things easy for us on the offensive end. If she can get touches in the high or low post, um, she's really good at working with her back to the basket and, and finding angles to get shots up. Um, and she's working on her finishing, and it, it's gotten better as the year's gone on. Um, I, I felt like our first game of the year, we, we really just let one go because we couldn't finish anything around the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something we've worked on in practice since then, and it, it shows in our, in our performance. So kudos to Allie for working hard in practice because it's really easy to just watch a team on Friday nights and say, oh, they're playing hard, but I mean... This team works hard all the time, um, and, and it shows on, on these Friday-Saturday nights.
2: Coach, I want to ask you about your de- playing against Jacksonville's defense. They mix it up. They, they apply the pressure. That 2-3 zone they have where they come out and extend. They extend out quite a ways. And You guys did the same tonight. As important as Ali is, how more, much more, even about as important was it to get – can back in the ball game, so you've got those two bigs down there, so when you are able to get across half court and play that zone offense, it gives you options down there and it really makes it a lot easier for you guys. I thought that was a big key of the fourth quarter.
12: Oh, I mean, you're right on it. I mean, you watch this team tonight, and, and, the, and the three the three players that really work well together in the high-low post areas, Lydia Haskamp, Ali Peters, Sophie Gazelle, right. those three know how to play with each other. They also know how to cut to the open spots, give each other space in the post, have the correct spacing as far as, okay, I can pass over the top, I can take a dribble, bounce pass into the post. Um, I want to say something about Lydia. She came in and did some really good things. They, they run that two-three. It's a little like two-three zone trap where they really extend yeah. it.
7: Mm-hmm.
12: And we put three up top and we just tried to reverse the ball, get it up the sideline, and look to get it to the middle. And multiple times, Lydia flashes, flashes on the sideline, gets the ball to the middle. She was a huge piece for us.
2: Um, just, just on the on your defensive end, kind of the same thing in terms of extension. But why I thought you guys did really well tonight, especially in that second quarter when you got up you know, you made Jacksonville uncomfortable and you were able to extend your defense out. It felt like they really tried to speed up to try and get through in that boat for turnovers for them.
12: Oh, yeah. We have a lot of length. I mean, it makes things easy for us to try different zones and really just get in the passing lanes and make teams uncomfortable. Um, And I I think that starts with players like Sophie Gazelle, but also core deputy Emma Weiler, who you know, they're not the biggest players out there, but they absolutely play their butts off for us and they hustle around and they actually rebound really well for guards. Um, So it's really interesting what we can do with our personnel because of how long we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like our one-two-two 2 2 zone um, works really well uh, because we can put multiple people up top at different times, give them breaks, and still keep our length right. where we want it.
1: Well, last question, Coach, and I'll let you go because I know you want to celebrate with, uh, with your ladies. Um, as a first-year head coach, your first year here with the Lady Dogs, what does a win like this mean to you, knowing that you got this team prepared and you going up against a Scott Smith team and he's been doing it for 22 years
12: I'll say this, Scott's done, he did some things that completely threw me off tonight, right. I'll say that, right? <laughs> I did not expect him to come out in that trap, I know they've done it in the past, he trusted his girls to do it, I know they probably practiced it throughout the whole week and they did it really well mm-hmm. um, I thought my girls adjusted yes. very nicely, we had some turnovers we didn't let it get to us, we kept fighting back, fighting back, um, and we were able to I know they tied it at some point, but we were, mm-hmm. they never took the lead back on us, which was, which was really big in the fourth quarter. Um, but, yeah, I mean, coaching against Scott, I don't know him that well, but I've heard great things about him. Right. Um, and my assistant, Ben Seifer, has known him for years. And, and just the good things he says about him, coaching against him, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. But, I mean, he gets those girls prepared week in and week out. And, and if you have that on, on, your, on your bench, that's a huge difference for your team.
1: No doubt. Well, Coach, thank you so much for being so gracious with your time. Uh, Congratulations on the win. Three and three on the season. Um, Up next, looks like you guys have. North, uh, I'm sorry. Yep, Connorsville. Connorsville. At Connorsville
2: and at Shelbyville. Afternoon game. And, uh, yeah. and one thing I will say about your schedule coming up, because those are going to be two tough road games, and then you've got Lawrence Lawrenceburg, Franklin County, Greensburg, East Central. There's no more easy games, I don't think. There hasn't been an easy game for you guys yet, <laughs> but you have to like that with the resiliency that your girls put in the night, that prepares you for that kind of slate coming up.
12: Oh, I mean, without a doubt. I mean, we've, we're have we going to have a tough schedule here in December. But all I ask of my girls, if we can have that effort night in, night out, we've got to clean some things up, no Mm -hmm, doubt. mm -hmm. But if we can have that effort, I know that our fans, fans of other teams, they're going to like what they see from the Batesville Lady Bulldogs. I mean, they play hard and they play for each other. It's pretty easy to root for, I think. Right.
1: All right, Coach. Well, again, thanks so much for joining us here in the booth. Congratulations on the win. We'll see you at the next
12: one. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate
1: it. That was basketball head coach. Mitchell Taylor getting a victory here at home over the Jacksondale Eagles. And, Rob, it was an exciting game, especially down the stretch. What do the numbers tell us about this
2: game? Well, the numbers, the way they play out tells you that that was a close ball game. Sometimes uh, things don't match up on the scoreboard as they do on paper. Mm-hmm. and uh, But tonight uh, it certainly did. But taking a look at the individual numbers for this one, first for Jacksondale, there are three uh, big players in double figures tonight. Julia Meyer had 16 points. Reagan Hughes had 14, nine of them coming in the second half. And then 12 points out of Olivia Neal. She had seven there in the second half, including what she thought at one point were those two go-ahead free throws that give Jacksonville the win uh-huh. before Batesville came down and Peters hit those two free throws. Team stats for Jacksonville, uh from the field, they were 12 of 31. Just 7 of 23, though, from two-point range for 30%. 5 of 8 from the three point line for 63%. However, worth noting, 18 of 22 from the free throw line for 82%. They had 18 turnovers tonight, did Jackson Dell? Uh, You take a look at the rebounding numbers. They had 20 total for the night, 13 defensively, 7 on the offensive end, 7 points off of turnovers, 12 points in the paint, 8 second-chance points. They had no second-chance points there in the final two quarters. For Batesville, when you take a look at their individual numbers, it was all Allison Peters tonight, 23 points to lead all scores. She had 12 in the first half. She had 11 there in the second half. They had 10 points out of Lydia Haskamp, 8 of them coming in the second half after she came back in with foul trouble. And then Sophie Gazelle had nine points, uh, seven of those coming in the first half. The rest of the scoring for Batesville. Marley Obermeier had three. Emma Weiler had three. That was a big three pointer Weiler hit there in the fourth quarter. And then Cora Deputy hit one free throw back in quarter number two. Shooting wise, uh, opposite. It was Jackson Dell who struggled from two point range, but Batesville struggled, for succeeded rather, from two point range. 16 of 27 from two point range for 59%, but just three of 16 from the three point line for 19%. You put it all together, and the Lady Dogs were 19 of 43 free throw wise for Basel did not shoot as many as Jackson Dell but hit them when they needed them they were 8 of 10 from the line for 80% Just like the Lady Eagles, 18 turnovers for Batesville. They had 23 total rebounds, winning the rebounding battle tonight. 11 on the defensive end, 12 on the offensive end. Seven points off of turnovers, 22 points in the paint, 14 of those coming in the second half, and then nine second-chance points tonight for Batesville. In terms of quarter scoring, Batesville, uh, Jacksonville were tied up at 12 after one. Batesville took a 25-20 lead at halftime and then just led by two after 3 36 to 34. Both teams scored 13 points in the final 8 minutes and on the scoreboard it's a final Batesville 49, Jackson
1: 47. What a game we witnessed here tonight. Two great ball clubs, young ball clubs at that. You know, I thought it was interesting, you know, the Jackson They only have the one senior in Olivia Neal on the floor, the rest underclassmen. And when we talked to Coach Mitchell Taylor, he talked about the three-headed monster that makes this thing go, all three of them sophomores. So I said that, I point that out to say this, is that basketball in southeastern Indiana is in great hands as we go year after year after year. It'll be fun to watch these team, both of these teams continuing to grow, not just this year, but to watch them continue and grow throughout uh, uh, the next several years um, as they go along. We take this show on the road, you and I. We'll travel to uh, Jack to Osgood for jacksondale batesville part two it'll be uh, the men's teams taking uh, part in that affair tomorrow evening check us out right here same time we should be on the air shortly after 7 15 pregame tip off at about 7 30 want to thank our sponsors once again decatur county memorial hospital garings batesville chrysler dodge jeep great plains communications ice and family pizza bronze gutswiller george's pharmacy and medical equipment hurt and Elko, fleetwood chevrolet buick SCI Fiber from Southeastern Indiana REMC, Mary Huntington Allstate Insurance, Margaret Mary Health, and Ivy Tech Community College. Again, just a great night of basketball here, and we look forward to doing it again tomorrow. Matter of fact, you know, a great day for sports, a great day for football as the Trojans crown state champions, and the Lady Bulldogs get a win here tonight. Tomorrow, we may find out that the Lawrenceburg Tigers also may be crowned. A state champion and we'll see if the if the men bulldog team or will it be those eagles flying high will get the win tomorrow night in Osgood. so from all of us here at wrbi including my man jeff back at the station producing another award-winning broadcast we thank you so much jeff for everything you do and my partner in crime tonight robert excuse me rob lafairie thank you so much for joining this is terence arney saying thank you for listening And enjoy the rest of your sports week. You've been listening to the uh, Sports Voice of Southeastern Indiana, Country 103.9 WRBI, and online at WRBIRadio.com.